0: Hey there, welcome aboard to episode 87 of Inbound Agency Journey. This is Andrew and this week we've got a conversation with Anthony Gara. Anthony is the co-owner of Inbound Fit and they are an inbound agency that focuses specifically on the health club industry. And I'll tell you what, this interview, we dive deep into just the process of picking a narrow niche. That's something that inbound agencies talk about all the time, but very few actually hone in on such a targeted niche. And so Anthony digs into kind of the business benefits of doing that, how they're able to become more profitable by making that selection, and then also the point space system that they use to basically allocate the deliverables that they're creating for their clients on a month-to-month basis. This interview is deep, guys. It is awesome. Anthony really opens up the door and shares the ins and outs, the pros and the cons of picking a narrow vertical as an inbound agency and where he sees that space going, moving into the future. So, hey, without further ado, here we go. Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. Anthony, welcome aboard, man. We're excited to have you on Inbound Agency Journey. Uh, do you want to kick us off and just kind of introduce yourself to the listeners and share a little bit about your background and how you got to be where you are today?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Th- thanks for having me, Andrew. I appreciate uh, being here for sure. Um, so I guess this all – this whole thing kicked off I guess about 10 years ago. Um, Andre, my son, who's the co-owner of the company, he actually founded uh, you know, Inbound Fit. is actually the corporation's Blue Squid Media and DBA Inbound Fit. We uh, kind of branched off about three years ago and decided to just – uh, pretty much handle, you know, fitness clubs across the nation and, and the fitness industry. So, you know, kind of in uh, a niche that we just discovered inward, you know, in a in an inward sense that most of our, our employees and our contractors were certified personal trainers. So it was just like a logical choice for us. But before then, um, Andre started this about 10 years ago. He was a um, he was building websites for celebrities. He was working actually back to back with me in my studio in California, we were, I was, I, at the time I owned an agency, uh, a licensing agency for artists. Basically I would, you know, take images, image, any images that artists created on the internet, I would license them to individual people to use in their own artwork back then. And so Andre was building websites at the time, very, became very, um, you know, pretty renowned in what he was doing at the age of 14 years old, kind of, young for him to do that but I told him you know he's kind of started making too much money and I said you know you need to uh you know you need to get legal and, and go ahead and register <laughs> business <laughs> you know because he was gonna he, was, he just kind of get a little bit popular so when I went to California they said he couldn't own a business at 14 years old that I had to be part of it so I did so I kind of came on by default and decided you know I'll go ahead and and he's, you know, he's he's born and bred from my blood. So, you know, of course, he's an entrepreneur through and through. Uh, and so he d- just wasn't into working a job, you know, at the time. And so he was building he was building these sites. And and for about four years, he did that. I came on board about when he was about 18 years old. I kind of got interested in the SEO side of things and the marketing side and just kind of, you know, kind of observing how leads would, you know, started coming into some of the companies and some of the artists he was representing and. You know, as far as his design work and things. And I thought, well, this is pretty, pretty interesting. So I guess it was about three years ago. I mean, we kind of, you know, fiddle farted around with a bunch of different uh, niches. And, you know, we had, you know, everything from real estate agents to plumbers to attorneys to, I mean, just across the board. And I think that when we decided, you know, to go straight fitness industry about three years ago is when we decided that's when the growth actually started happening. And that's when things started sticking. And, you know, just things started growing from there. So now me, myself before, you know, as I was managing the licensing agency, I've been a professional artist for over 30 years. I've been, um, you know, professional photographer for well over 20 years. And so I'm more on the creative side. Ironically, it's kind of weird. My son actually handles the design side of our agency. I handle the marketing side. So, um, that's kind of a weird thing, kind of a shift. That's so cool. Yeah. Maybe we can get into that a little bit later on. I mean, that's kind of, it's kind of a weird dichotomy that uh you know we've got um you know Andre does the design and and I think it, it, it's a testimony to you know design trends nowadays and how things are changing as far as web design is concerned here I am I'm 46 years old and I can you know I can paint you know just as well as the rest of them and and I'm renowned in my own sense but when it comes to diz- today's you know design standards as far as web design and things much better that he takes over that you know he's 25 now and and uh it's natural to him so my design is kind of old school if you so to speak in 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 internet terms
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's great man i I think you guys are the first father-son team that we've had here on the podcast that's really cool
1: yeah super cool now he's uh he's actually um very active. I mean, he's, he actually manages the office, which is in Bend, Oregon. I work remotely out of Houston, Texas. So, and I'm kind of thankful for it sometimes because that's really cool. You know, the, the youngsters at the office would, would, uh, kind of definitely keep me busy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So
0: take us back in time to three years ago when you guys were kind of in every industry, what was kind of that aha moment where you said, Hey, let's get crazy focused and go after the health club industry.
1: Oh, it was kind of torture. I think the biggest thing for us was that, you know, every time we brought on a new client or something like that, we had to learn the industry, you know, through and through. It was, you know, everything from, you know, how they interacted with clients, how they did their business, how they, you know, received new business, what, you know, what were the channels that they, you know, it was just, it was just a big mess as far as a hodgepodge of you know, uh, learning something new, we brought on a dentist and then we had to learn everything about dentistry and, you know, because everything was about content. And even then, back then, uh, you know, the capitalization was on content, making sure that we had, you know, a living, breathing site for each one of these clients. And so it was pretty tough. And at the time we didn't go out and hire writers or anything like that. We were writing them pretty much in house, writing blogs in house and writing content in house. And it was just, just hard to do it. And so, um, Andre in the middle of there, you know, he kind of took a little bit of a break. He went and managed a couple of uh uh clubs, fitness clubs while we were doing the agency and we were working with clients and things like that and and uh you know, he was a certified personal trainer and then we you know, we just kind of just looked inward and everybody that was, you know, we were working with as far as our contractors, they were, you know, they were uh, you know, pretty much into fitness, they wanted to work out every day. And so it was kind of an addiction that they had, and just kind of a focus that they had. And so we just thought, you know, why don't we just handle fitness clubs? That was the big aha moment. Now, uh, with that came a lot of challenges, we found out, you know, rather quickly. And but, um, but that was where we actually just channeled in. And so Andre was managing a club in Bend, Oregon, and um, uh, we got them to go ahead and agree to, you know, do inbound, you know, which is something that most fitness clubs you know most fitness clubs can't afford to do it because it's it's a costly you know venture and and it it takes a change of focus there's a lot of things that they have to do to be able to to you know focus on their inbound you know lead generation but um this this manager this particular owner of these clubs really loved Andre and trusted in his word and what he said and what we would do and so uh, that's where we started. We actually showed some results over about a period of about six months. We showed up almost a 900 percent growth, uh, you know, in what, you know, the owner was previously doing as far as his, you know, mailers and the traditional sense of, of media that uh, or, um you know, the fitness clubs would actually advertise. Usually they're doing, you know, if they're doing anything online, it's Facebook or, you know, they put a website up and then they do mailers. It, so it's a lot of it is outbound. A lot of it is billboards, mailers, TV commercials, and, you know, some of, the, some of the stuff that you saw traditionally 20 years ago that fitness clubs were using. But we got him to kind of focus inward. We worked on the site, started generating leads from the website and showed a 900, again, 900% growth in anything from any quarter that he'd seen in the previous nine years.
0: Wow, that's and so, awesome.
1: Yeah, so what happened was... Uh he just started, you know, the fitness industry is kind of a for lack of a better term, it's kind of an incestuous industry. It, everybody knows everybody. And so the word spread very, very quickly, and, and so we were off and running from there, which was pretty cool. So that's how it kind of all got kicked off, and then uh and then uh that presented a whole bunch of other challenges. But one of the things that did ease up is that we were able to focus on this industry, start studying the numbers across the board you know, for various clubs from, uh, what, what are called HVLPs, high volume, low price clubs, which is your planet fitnesses of the world that are 10 bucks a month to, you know, higher end, um, you know, resort kind of clubs that, um, you know, that, you know, maybe cost, you know, one ninety $200, $300 a month to, you know, to, you know, luxury clubs that, um, uh, kind of give you the full treatment, so to speak. So we kind of, we kind of uh, represent the whole plethora of clubs.
0: Okay, that's really cool. I think it's neat that once you get into an industry, you discover all the nuances that exist within that market. That I mean, there's a hierarchy right there that you just explained in kind of the this, this stream of different types of clients that you could work with inside the health club market. So, um, yeah, that when I first heard that, like you got that's all that you target is the the health club space. My first thought was, well, doesn't that limit the size of the client that you can work with? um has that been a learning experience at all or have you had to adjust the types of services you offer depending on what the budget that the clubs can handle
1: yeah i think that uh, one of the biggest challenges is the um is i guess it's the education you know of clubs because as you know, as i mentioned before the traditional sense of advertising some of the higher end clubs they're already doing inbound you know like equinox and you know the lifetimes of the world. They're, they're doing inbound because that's just what they've been doing. They've got a younger marketing crew that's you know moving and shaking things. They've got um, you know they they know where it's at as far as online is concerned. But when you're talking about you know across the board, uh, uh, you know the moms and pops across the you know United States and some of the smaller chains and some larger chains too. You know they're they've been so um, stuck on the you know the traditional ways of advertising. Like I said, mailers, they'll tell you, I mean you can call any club, fitness club on the planet and they'll tell you mailers don't work anymore. But they still do it. Yeah. You know, they'll take two or three or four or five thousand dollars and they'll just dump it into a mailer because I, I think it's because they just don't know what to do. You know, they really don't know what to do. But when an inbound agency comes on and you have you have this full service agency that does everything for them online and you you can show them the numbers and the statistics and you can show them everything across the board this is where it's at people don't look in the mail anymore they look on their phone they look on their you know they look they don't even look at tv commercials anymore why are you on tv you know they just don't do this stuff they're skipping past you and you got to be where they're at and so they say well you know we're on facebook Okay, well you're on Facebook. What do you do? You post something. You know what I mean? Does that reach everybody? What is it? You know, do you or do you have anybody at your club that specializes in Facebook? And and across the board, they have an idea that they need to change. They need to adjust. And and uh, but they don't necessarily know how to do it. But when an agency comes on board, we say, okay, well we have the solution for you. It's going to take some time. Uh, they're a little bit you know, slow to react, so, you know, at sure. some point some of the, so the educational aspect of inbound and what it's all about and how it ties all together. That's probably the hardest part is to get some of these traditional owners to understand that this is a bigger picture here and it's going to work.
0: Yeah. So for you guys, as you, as you're going out and trying to grow the agency, how are you building your prospect list? Is it driven by inbound? Or are you guys doing targeted outreach since you've got such a narrow focus here? How do you guys get leads?
1: Truth be told, right now it's all word of mouth. You know what I mean. I think that it's uh, the growth of the agency's been it's been steady. It's been going and going and going. And really, uh, if there's a downfall of us, it's probably focusing on ourselves. You know what I mean. So, we've made some adjustments recently with the agency, and the fact that I've kind of take you know taken a back seat to being in the in the step by step process of every day and. And working with everybody so that I could start writing the content for you know for ourselves and and developing that educational aspect you know doing the podcast and and you know writing the books and and the downloadables and all the content and the blogs and the and we also have a, a knowledge base that we have for clients that people can you know that clients can log into and learn more every day about different aspects of inbound. So I you know, I'm that guy that writes that stuff. So cool. you know, it's really important for me to kind of sit back and and kind of um you know do that as opposed to someone, you know, they we've got ten employees that take care of the other, you know, the regular inbound grind every day, so to speak. But uh, you asked earlier about, you know, retainer size and, and growing, you know, different um you know different clients that come in at different budgets and in different retainer sizes. Um You know, just recently we attended a show in Bend, Oregon, which happens to be where our office is, but there was about a – there was a little over 100 fitness club representatives that were there, and just about everybody that came to us um, just basically couldn't afford inbound and the whole aspect of, you know, everything that's involved with inbound. And so we've recently started kind of adjusting our retainers, and and we're looking at – right at the beginning of the year, quarter one, we'll probably – introduce three different aspects of Inbound or three different size packages of Inbound. And I think the the goal here is to get more clubs involved with Inbound just so that they start learning. You know, they can't start learning, you know, as so they're reading our blog or something like that, but we'd like yeah. them to get involved and actually start getting some leads and start generating some, some wins, you know, from Inbound so they can start understanding it more. Yeah. I
0: think you're going to, I think a lot of agencies can learn from that, kind of putting a tripwire in there. So they start paying you something, and they start learning and growing, and kind of kibbles and bits. And then, as they begin to see some success, then you can kind of scale up off of that new revenue that you're helping them generate, and you've built so much trust with them through that process as well.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that I, yeah, I mean, this was something that was it was kind of hard for us to because I mean, what's going to show? I mean, you know, clubs don't understand. You know, inbound or any kind of online marketing or any kind of marketing. Let's just put just go ahead and make it a range. You know, it doesn't cost ninety nine dollars a month this is this is labor this is intensive but they're the type of advertising they're used to is like you know they call up their mailer company and say hey we need to run an ad on a you know enroll for a dollar or something like yeah. that and, and then they put this together and then they give them a proof and then they send it off so it's kind of a you know patchy on the butt kind of a thing here you know we need this go get them and then they go and do it and then they and then they go ahead and send it out with inbound there's a constant flow of information that has to be traded back and forth. There has to be a lot of conversations. There has to be teamwork. There has to be a lot of discussion and strategies with the clubs. And so a lot of them, a lot of them, okay, maybe they have the budget, but they don't have the time to put into it.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, so it, it, it's a challenge, you know? So I think, I think I talked to HubSpot, you know, and, and asked him, you know, I think as far as I know right now, as far as, uh, inbound agencies, I think we're the only ones that handle fitness clubs. Um, because it, there's other agencies that have tried it but it's it's pretty hard it's pretty hard to do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean that's a good transition
0: onto the operation side of things. When you're when you're focused on an an industry like this, how do you guys from a management perspective standardize the type of work that you're doing? Do you have like the same kind of checklist that you work through to make sure each club, you know, has the right boxes checked or is each situation kind of unique in terms of the strategy that you guys are deploying?
1: Yeah, no, I think that um, we go we work through a point system, you know, and and basically, and I think this is a, a probably the best. Uh, this is the best way to keep away from, say, scope creep. You know, where you know you you, and a, you bring on a client that is. You know they're paying. Say they're paying two thousand dollars a month, and then you have another client that's paying six thousand dollars a month. But the one that pays two thousand wants the same amount of services that the one that six thousand does. Sure. And so you have to balance that out. And the way you do that is by showing it to them on a, you know, basically a timeline of the month. You know, take their projections. What are their goals for the month? What are they looking to do? Uh, with the fitness industry, you got to keep in mind that it's it's kind of different than a lot of you know industries where. uh Every month they're running specials they're running they're running lead generation uh lead generating specials that only last three or four days or five days you know sign up for a dollar and you know especially the last part of the month they're trying to squeeze in those members at the very end of the month and we do take care of that It's not necessarily uh an inbound recipe, so to speak, but it we do take care of those promotions for the clubs and we do a lot of that uh, we need it now kind of promotion for them and and that's different than a lot of agencies cuz i mean they're really if you look at inbound in the purest sense you know we shouldn't be running those kinds of specials we shouldn't be necessarily doing that because it's not necessarily for the long term growth of the clubs it's basically short term and it's kind of like running an ad you know on google yeah. once you stop running ads it goes away and so you know we have to um you know, we do a lot of work for these clubs as far as their promotions are concerned. We do. Uh, we're always we always have content flowing through. We always have downloadables. I mean, just the the ebooks in themselves. Uh, we have entire campaigns that are kind of repurposed across all of our clubs, so that way uh, everybody gets the benefit of a you know certain download or uh, you know, the eBooks are repurposed through all of our clubs. So that way we can save them money and we can, we can do lower retainers, but at the same time repurpose a lot of content and get a lot of leads across the board.
0: That's fantastic. Um, and then from there, I guess, like, do you guys have restrictions on, um, like the zones where you'll work so that there's no conflict of interest in terms of your client load or has that not really been an issue the way that your referrals have worked out so far?
1: That's a great question. Um, we haven't run into that yet um you know i i always i don't i refrain from saying oh well you know if your if your club is in you know uh whatever washington you know redmond washington and and um and then another club calls us from Redmond or somewhere in the close area that's that runs in the same area you know I've never said we wouldn't take them on. But at the same time, uh, the likelihood that we would because of just a conflict of interest in, in the same downloadable content, we would have to develop in order for us to take on that new club, we would have to develop all new content. So it's, it was original, especially with the downloadables. Now, I'm not talking about blogs. Of course, those are always original. But when we're talking about like, for instance, just recently, we, we uh, created an ebook called 12 healthy uh, dessert recipes. And so what we did is we repurpose the content within the book across all of our channels. We would hate for a club in the same city to have the same ebook that if they were a completely separate entity. Sure. So we wouldn't do something like that. So if we were to take on a club, it would have to be number 1. It would have to be you know, a luxury club versus an HVLP which the, the same you know, persona doesn't go to each club. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your, your, your HVLPs are usually frequented by college, college kids looking for just a gym to go work out at while your luxury clubs are more in the, you know, 40, 45 year old range, you know, people that have careers and jobs that are, you know, already, they're already set, they got families, they have, um, so there's a different kind of market there. So that's okay. But I'm not so sure if we did represent two clubs in the same area that they would understand. There would take some it would take some conversations. <laughs> <laughs> All goes
0: back to education, right?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: That's great. Um well very cool. So where do you guys where do you see the agency going as you kind of look to the next three years? Um do you see yourselves like just staying in this niche? doubling down or how do you, where do you guys see the agency growing as you look forward?
1: As for right now, as far as I can see, I mean, in the next five years, I mean, that's, that's about where we've set our goals to the max is, you know, what's going on in the next five years. I see a stain right here, uh, in this particular category in this, uh, you know, this vertical, I think, um, there's a lot of growth. There's a lot of knowledge to get out there. I think me, you know, along with being an artist and a, you know, photographer, I've I've also taught you know, all over the world, um, you know, art and I'm a teacher, you know what I mean? And so I kind of get, I get a special, you know, kick out of explaining things, how things work, especially to an industry that really doesn't know. They haven't, they haven't really started to get into, you know, online marketing yet. It's kind of hard to believe there's, there's clubs everywhere, but it's, you know, online marketing, is not something they're familiar with. It pretty much, I would say 99% across the board. It's very difficult for them to understand. And so I see an opportunity here. To really be an influencer in this market, in this you know, in this industry, if not you know, not just to come with us, but to just to gain more knowledge. And so I think I see us in the next five years becoming a um, a very res- you know respected resource in fitness as far as online marketing is concerned, and maybe the maybe the uh, you know maybe the model for agency changes a little bit. Sure. But for right now, I think we're going to kind of branch out, try to include as many clubs as we can, make it as affordable as possible. But at the same time, for those clubs that are ready to go all in, uh, just jam pack it with a lot of different services and just kind of lead everybody in that direction. And and then uh, just start, you know, recording the testimonies because we know the methodology in itself, as you know, uh, it's very rare that doesn't work. I mean, if it doesn't work, it's because you didn't have buy-in. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the main reason that it fails is because someone at the club, in our instance, you know, in in the fitness industry, someone at the club said, "You know what? This this internet thing is a bunch of bullshit, and and I don't want to do it." You know, and um, and then when someone like that at the club does that, or they don't get involved and they don't learn and they don't actually find out what inbound is all about, it's you know, it's a recipe for failure. So, you know, admittedly, we've lost some clubs just because there hasn't been total buy in and not there's a lack of understanding. And I hate that because it tells me that I didn't spend enough time to educate them or I didn't get through to them to get them to understand this process and how it works and, and if you stick with it, watch what happens, you know?
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. Um, I've got one follow up question on kind of the operations that you guys use. You mentioned you operate off of a point pricing system. Um, would you mind just kind of sharing how you handle the communication side of that with your clients? Um, and how do you, how do you get them ready to know we've got X number of points each month and here's how they're going to be spent. Um, can you walk us through kind of the meeting schedule that you have to communicate with them and, and how that process rolls out?
1: Yeah. So this process, I mean, it's pretty new for us. Um, I, I know PR 2020, uh, the agency wrote the book on this, on the point system, but, um, I mean, literally, um, you know, one of the point systems, I'm sure there's agencies that do different things. And of course we branch off and do our own thing, but, um, if you don't have some kind of and we did this for a couple of years. I mean, we just basically just said, Okay, you know, we'll take care of your your marketing, we'll take care of your blogs and your website and your this and this. We had this long list of stuff that we would do for you. But then there was no boundary to that. And so we had some clubs, I mean, like I said, they're paying two thousand dollar retainers. They had lists that were a mile long of things for us to do, and there was no way to go back to them and say, Well, you're out of money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're out of money, except to have a very difficult conversation with them that said, Hey, you know, your budget can't afford that, you know? Um, so, what we did is we came up with a point system. Basically, every service that we do has a value. Now, when I say the service, I'm talking the broad service. So, like if we're doing a promotion for someone, like say, uh, for instance, let's just say we're releasing an ebook uh, for a club uh, so that we could generate more prospects and get more leads. But we're releasing an ebook. Well, you know we have to come up with the concept for the vehicle, we write the content we got to do all the images we have to uh you know organ design the book we have to come up with all the lists all the workflows all the you know all the nurturing letters everything that leads to the main offer at the club i mean it and we have to go with you know getting it approved and getting all this it's hours and hours and hours of labor but what we do is we assess all that work into one element called a project okay and, and so we give a project a certain amount of points now, it's not necessarily based on hours. It's – I think it's based on uh, the flow and how fast we're able to get certain things accomplished um, throughout the month. So it's not really behind the scenes. There is an hourly kind of assessment, but it's just a guess because we don't know how long each project's going to take. Sure. So we might give a certain amount of points, like say, I'm just going to give you a hypothetical, say 10 or 15 points assessed to a project. So if a club comes to us, let's just say they're at a two thousand dollar budget, okay? Then what they'll get is they'll get twenty five points for the month. So they might get a a project which is fifteen points, and they might get a certain amount of blogs which is which is three points each, and then okay. they might get, and then they might get maintenance because we also handle maintenance for the clubs too as well. So we lot a certain amount of time for maintenance as well. So we'll we'll basically. Find out at the beginning of the month, look, what are you guys gonna do this month or at the end of the previous month? Uh, what are you guys gonna be doing next month? What does it look like? What kind of promotions are you gonna to want to run? And then that's how we'll calculate what else we can do in that time. Now, if the club tells us, Hey, you know, we're not we don't have any promotions, we're not doing anything, you know, so what now? Well we'll say, okay, in that case, we're gonna load you up with a whole crap ton of blogs and okay. a lot of a lot of downloads and, and a lot of things that we can do inbound wise so that we can generate more you know, more prospects for you. So if you don't give us something to do, we're going to spend the points.
0: Gotcha. You're going to show so, that kind of your recommendation for how, how are we going to allocate the remaining points this month if there's no promotions?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think any agency can come up with their own point system. There's no rules or regulations here, but I think, I mean, for instance, like if, if we give a blog three points, so to speak, Okay. Uh, let's just say you're, uh, an, you know, you're you're paying your agency fifty five hundred dollars, and you know, from us fifty five hundred is like seven thousand points. Okay, I mean so seven. I'm it's seventy points. So what we'll do is we'll figure out what we can do within seventy points. So a blog is three points, but that blog still might take three hours to take care of, or three to six, or or ten hours to take care of, defend, depending on how involved the blog is, or how you know how. Uh, you know what kind of keyword we're trying to capture, and if it's real specialized, whether we're using influencers or anything inside that blog, that content. Okay. So a blog might might take ten hours to complete, but we only do three points. That's that's kind of our bad. So I think that that bodes well for the value of our services. We're not sitting here counting hours. Yeah, you know, so to speak. And so I think that's different than going to uh, you know if someone's saying if somebody's paying you five thousand dollars a month, and you say well you have fifty hours. Okay, because yep. then they start Two they shifts. start thinking by hours. I mean, you, mean, you mean I'm paying a hundred dollars an hour to you guys, and it starts it depends on a, it takes on a different feel. So when you're doing value based point system, a blog might take ten hours to complete, but it's only three points off of your you know off of your structure. Gotcha. So it works out very very good. Sometimes you might get a better value. You know, some clubs might get twenty five bucks an hour. You know, it depends on what the project is. But then again, sometimes the agency wins on the other side, so it all comes out even in the wash. Sure.
0: And then, so like a a downloadable is going to carry a heavier a heavier like point weight because it delivers a greater value to the client at the end of the
1: day. That's correct. Let's just say we like we did the recipe book, and let's just say the recipe book costs us, you know, five thousand dollars to create. Okay. Well, that's when I'm talking about create, I'm talking about content and the design of it and everything, everybody involved. It costs us $5,000 to create. Well, we're going to share that ebook amongst all of our clubs. Yep. So, and then so we're going to come up with whatever that cost is. Plus, we're going to we're going to, you know, calculate the amount of time it's going to take to get this done. And then we're going to assess a certain amount of point value to that system. Now, the next ebook might cost us $10,000, but it's always the p- same point total. We don't adjust it, we don't change it. The ebook is always going to be a project, it's always going to be 15 points. Gotcha. Okay. So, you know, see what I'm saying? So, yep. hopefully, it's not too difficult to understand. It's just we don't calculate it by hours, we just calculate it by the the labor that's involved in the whole think tank of the project. You know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah. So you're starting out then kind of creating a list of all the projects or all the deliverables that you guys are going to create, breaking it down with the tasks and figuring out, okay, what's it actually take to create this?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And a project, like I said, so one club, let's just say a clubs doing $5,000 a month. So you know, they're getting 70 points. They'll have three projects which is they'll have a a promotion at the end of the month they'll have an ebook in the middle of the month and they'll have a uh a, a special class that they're promoting at the beginning of the month so that's three different projects that's 45 points right there so and then so they have 30 points they have basically 25 points left over amongst blogs amongst other downloads um, you know amongst maintenance work that we're doing, maybe we're adding pages to their website, or maybe we're doing some other things some, creating some other landing pages. maybe we're working in the back end, creating some more nurturing flows on the back end, so we're doing something for that other twenty five points that are going that are going to push them toward the future
0: cool, and then do you guys when you first start a relationship with a client, are you sharing kind of this menu with them so that they know? what to expect with each different type of project or is that something you're just kind of rolling out as you see a, an opportunity or a need
1: for it? Yeah, so it's part of the onboarding process. So when once they sign on, I mean, they're getting a list of the services that we do, but it's, we don't get that specific when we're actually going through exactly what we're going to do. Uh, when we start the onboarding process of getting the clients to submit all of their, you know, the material that we need to be able to do our job, uh included in that is a series of learning seminars and there's there's we meet weekly and sometimes there's through webinars or things like that where there all this stuff is explained to them so they understand it better and this all happens before usually before their website launches before we really get into the inbound aspect of everything
0: I love it. you guys got a tight niche you've got an operation to service it it sounds like over time you're getting more and more efficient because you can repurpose stuff kind of across channels here so Sounds like you guys are off to the races.
1: Yeah, I don't want to give you the impression that it's all been organized. This <laughs> it's been, I, I mean, there's we've learned the hard way that you know over a couple of years that you know there wasn't a, a month that went by that you know maybe a client was a little bit concerned about something and and we're just like we've got to come up with a system for them to understand you know the workload because every time I had to have a conversation about a budget, you know what I mean? It was like they didn't understand. Well, wait a minute, I'm paying you. You should be able to do what I tell you to do. And yeah. you know, there's a contrast with one client that, like I said, that's paying a lower amount than someone that's paying five times more. And there's not, and the lower client doesn't understand. You know, you just can't. So, you have to have a, a value based system. You have to have some kind of a chart to refer to and you have to explain it. So, that way, those expectations are set right at the very, very beginning. And, like I said, we learn the hard way. We're thankful that a lot of our clients that we had from the very beginning are still with us, and and that they're going back and they're you know it's almost like on a monthly basis we're pressing the reset button because of a new efficient way that we're doing the work and and they're they're appreciative and I think it comes from trust. I think uh, when you build trust with the client, you know if you have to make shifts and adjustments, uh, it becomes easier. If you're failing and you're and you're not giving the clients what they you know what they're looking for or somehow the failure in communication or somebody didn't buy in, uh, it's doomed. You know, sometimes most of the time it's doomed.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, you guys have shared some awesome stuff. So thank you for that. Um, if someone's listening to the podcast and they want to reach out and say hi or ask a question, what's one of the one or two ways that they can reach out and connect with you?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, Facebook, of course, we're inbound fit on Facebook. We've got, uh, you can reach me at my email address, of course, Anthony at inboundfit.com, And then also, um, uh, we have uh, Skype, a Skype, AB Gera. You can, well, you actually can find us on inbound fit at Skype on Skype also. And, um, Boy, oh, I hope I just double checked it. I'm pretty sure that's where you can find us. It might, be blue, <laughs> might be Blue Squid Media because I never actually I just dial the number. Uh, blue Squid Media is another one to check. So, uh, but other than that, you know, one of the things we do like is um, uh, we like to uh, chat on uh, Slack. So, I mean, we do have some some general channels that we invite other agencies on as well. And so, if you want an invite, just send me an email, and uh, we'll you know you can join in the conversation
0: for sure. That's awesome. We'll link all those resources up in the show notes. You can get those at doinbound.com slash podcast. Anthony, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this insight,
1: man. We really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com, forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.